Welcome to Get Fresh with Michelle Gerasoli, a podcast that gives you fresh ideas for living your best life. Enjoy our conversations that center on the acronym FRESH. F is for food, R is for recreation, E is for experiences, S is for our sponsors, and every episode closes with an H, a happy story or memory. I hope you enjoy this little break in your day, listening to how others are living fresh, and I'd love to hear your ideas. Reach out through my website, freshrebellion.com. Hi, welcome to the Fresh Podcast today. We have uh, one of my favorite people on earth, my aunt Sue, Suzanne Baker. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I feel honored that you asked me. I really, really do feel honored about being here. Well, thanks. I know you're one of the people that listens the most. So I said, all right, you get a prize for that. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I am in cold and rainy New England, and you have just traveled from the top of the country in Bar Harbor, almost the top to the to the lower right hand corner. You're in Florida right now, right? Yes, we are. We are near St. Pete in beautiful Fort DeSoto, which is one of our happiest places to be. It's like a little mini paradise, really. Yeah. And you drove the whole way. Drove the way. Yes. Drove the whole way down. Uh, Did something this time that we've never done before. And that was to take two vehicles. So my guy drove the truck and the camper or the travel trailer towing, towing behind the, the truck and I drove the car. So yeah, so we did that. A whole caravan. Done. Yeah, but it was fun. We uh, had a chance to listen to, as I said, your podcasts and, <laughs> and other stuff. So yeah, it was a good trip down. Yeah. And on the way you stopped along the way, that's one of my favorite things to do is just get in the car and drive and see new places. And um, I think it comes from my childhood of always going up to visit you in Bar Harbor. There were always good things at the end of the trip that, you know, some people don't like being in the car, but I always thought it was a fun adventure. And so we're going to get into our, our first category, which is food. And you said you had an interesting stop on the drive. Tell us about that. Yes, we did. We stopped in Savannah and we booked a campground for two nights. And so we had one full day there, which was kind of exciting. And so the campground was about a half an hour from downtown Savannah. So we got the shuttle in and decided that instead of trying to see the city on our own and make tons of mistakes that tourists who don't know places do, we thought we would jump on a trolley and do the trolley tour and get the historical background. And the trolley drivers are awesome anyway. They're funny and they're just fun to listen to. So we opted to stay on the the trolley and do the whole route around. And then at that point, decide which places we might want to stop and get off. Because it was like an hour and a half and we had all day. So we did that. And one of the places, especially that intrigued us, uh, they drove through this adorable little section of the historical district and stopped out in front of a pub that was called the Sixpence Pub. And what really intrigued me the most was that they said it was the, it was the, the site of a movie from the 90s that I do not remember seeing. And I think a movie from 1995. Something to talk about with Julia Roberts, who I okay. love. I just love her. And uh, Kira Sedgwick from The Closer. I love her too. I and it. Dennis Quaid. And so they said that in the movie, I guess she stands outside the, the little restaurant. And she's looking through and seeing her guy in there with another woman. And yeah. so it was just the cutest little place. And they, it was a Sunday that we were there. And they said they have brunch. So we took the trolley around the next time and got off there and did go in there for lunch and had a wonderful lunch. I had crab cakes that were very, very tasty. But again, for me, like the meal is so much more than just the good food. It's the company you're with, obviously, and the ambiance outside the window coming from 
the frozen north too. It was delightful to see these snapdragons out outside the window in these window boxes and oh, the cobblestone nice. streets and you'd see horses going by and it just was the sweetest huh. little little experience. And then from there we just walked down to a street that was called Jones Street, I said, I think. I, I think it was called Jones Street. And apparently it was deemed the prettiest street to walk on by the Southern Southern Living magazine. Okay. So I'm like, oh, what a cute little place. So yeah, so that was my that was my delightful food experience on the way down. Very nice. Those little places stand out and you think about all that goes. We were talking about this with some friends the other day, like all the work that goes into running a restaurant and you go in for an hour and you have a meal and then you leave. And it's like, you know, those little places that's, you know, sometimes it's just you meet someone neat or, you, you know, you learn a little bit about the area. They really are places to to enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I've been to Savannah once in the 90s. I went on a business trip and um, I remember going down to that riverfront area, little cobblestone streets and little shops. And I, I love those pockets along the water. Yes, very nice. Lots of history there for sure. You know, mm. I yeah. remember um, Savannah was the place, the birthplace of the Girl Scouts. Julia yes. uh, Lowe had a house there, I think. And that's where that Girl Scouts began. Yes, we we rode by her house and got quite the little background about her too and her marriage and her time in England and all of that. So yeah, that was there's a lot of history there, an awful lot of of stuff to discover. You know, yeah. we live in, a, live in a big world with all kinds of new discoveries around the corner, huh? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Yeah. One of my favorite pastimes. So that was, I think, something, and we'll segue into the next section here that we missed during the pandemic was like not going out to those little places, not being as free to explore. We kind of hunkered down. So um, you had a recreational pastime that you want to share with us about your COVID time. Yes. Yeah. We, um, we live up, I think you mentioned Bar Harbor, Maine. And for years, I mean, 20 plus years, we ran a campground that we bought from your uncle Bob, my hubby his parents, and they ran it for 20 plus years prior to us. And then now our daughter, one of our four daughters, sons-in-law have it. So during the time of the transition, when they were taking over, we were freer. And so we began to explore things in the national park that's only four miles down the road from us that yeah. all kinds of tourists come to see. That's we began Acadia, to right? Acadia, Acadia yes. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Arcadia National Park. And again, it's just, it's on Mount Desert Island, which is where we live. And so we were pretty tied down for a long time and not able to really get out and explore that. So we've definitely enjoyed it in the last several years that the kids have taken over and managed the campground and then, you know, obviously bought and done a phenomenal job. Yeah. But over COVID, uh, for the year 2020, in, we found out that they were not going to open the Park Loop Road, which is the road that's the, the automobile, the you know, the car road, <laughs> right. the two lane car road. And we, they were not going to open that until later that year. I think they were, I think it might've been June, they were going to open it up. And so we had the bright idea that, you know, maybe we would walk it because we <laughs> wouldn't have to contend with any cars or vehicles at all. Yeah. So we, it's a part of it, a good segment of it is 27 miles altogether. A good segment of it is one way. Wow. So we would drive both vehicles and we'd park a car and a truck in two separate places and we'd do like an eight mile stretch or we'd do a five mile stretch. And we did it, I think it was probably in about 10 days or so, uh, the 27 miles, which was really not not difficult at all to do. Yeah. So there's different um, like entrances along the route that you could park and, and uh, walk a certain segment and then drive back and get your car. Is that how it works? Yes. There's many different. Yeah, that's right. There's many different entry points and, and exit points and stuff. Yes. So that's what we would do. And we tried not to duplicate it. At one point, we, we were, you know, we'd done the whole 
root around, the loop around. But we wanted to do that last segment, which was Cadillac Mountain. It's a Cadillac right. Mountain Road. We didn't want to duplicate it and walk up the road and then walk back down. So we <laughs> we opted to hike it. So we came in from a different way, hiked up a back hiking trail up up the mountain and, and walked down to, yeah. to complete our to complete our journey. But that was kind of fun. And and one of the fun things about that was I was posting pictures on Facebook and several of our friends and, and, and acquaintances kind of were watching all this. And, and, you know, again, during that time when people really couldn't get out and do an awful lot, they were all part of the adventure with us and kind of living vicariously through us, I think, in some ways. So it was just a fun, fun way to, to see the Park Loop Road and, and you yeah. know. Yeah, because usually you're driving and making sure you're not hitting a pedestrian or another car or you're parking to look off site, like look at the views, but you're not seeing what's or or you're on a trail. So you're not in those areas for very long. You're just kind of going through. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we would actually take the time to stop and look at at something we knew was off the beaten path. You know, we we knew about a house that was off of the park road. It's a fisherman's house. And, you know, I don't know. We don't know the dynamic of all of that, but we wanted to see that and you could definitely get a different vantage point from the park road to look down at where this house was and how the how this gentleman got down to his house actually holding on to ropes and, and lowering himself down some really steep hill so or steep embankment so it was it was kind of fun to do all of that yeah yeah yeah, yeah I've I've never seen the sun rise at Cadillac Mountain. I've gone up on to see it and it was foggy. So I've seen the sunset and you just sit on the top of Cadillac Mountain and see for miles and miles. And it's the pine scent with the ocean air. It's just, it's a spectacular part of the country. If you haven't been, my listeners, I suggest you get up there. I'm coming up this summer. I'm going to come up again for the amazing race middle of August. So excited for that. I love the point campground. So I'll give a plug to Allison and Eric doing some good work. (laughs) And Lauren for the race, putting it all together. It's a family effort. (laughs) Yes. It's always so much fun. And and, uh, we always love it when you come up and see us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Okay. So let's talk about experiences you speaking of Lauren um, Lauren gave you a present and that was the experience you want to share with us something I think people will enjoy yes I had never heard heard of it at all but it was Mother's Day oh let me think we're in 2020 I think back 2021 it would have been Mother's Day 2021 that she gave me um, a subscription to something called StoryWorth and again now I've seen all kinds of advertisements for it of course but the concept of it is you get the subscription and they send you uh, through an email, a question a week. I guess you can do more than that if you are inclined, so inclined, or you can cut back if you want to. But after a year's time, and they give you a lot of grace at the end, they'll, they'll add on an additional few months for you to finish your stories. <laughs> yeah. But they send you a question and, and you can tweak the questions or you can pick your own, or you can even write your own questions, but mm. they just, they're a little prompts to get you started. And so you'll write a story of any length. I mean, you can write a half a page. You can write several pages, add pictures if you'd like to. And then at the end, they put it in book form. And it's a beautiful oh, hardcover nice. book with, with either colored pictures or black and white pictures. Wow. And yeah, again, up to, you know, as many, I mean, really 52 is a lot because you, you're writing a story a week. But it, initially, quite frankly, I thought, oh, this is going to be a struggle because I'm not a writer. But because it was a gift and I love the giver of the gift, I thought, yeah. no, I really want to, I want to do this. I don't want to not, not complete this. So I struggled along at the, the beginning to be quite honest about it. And then it was really, it was last winter down here in Florida that we had a few rainy days 
And I all of a sudden felt honestly almost an inspiration, uh, inspired to, to begin to write certain things. Ideas came to my mind and and I remembered certain questions that I'd seen. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to sit and just just do some story writing. And I had a blast. You know, it was just some uh, story about the blizzard of 78, which, you know, a lot of people are too young to remember, but the blizzard of 78. And then I remember um, sledding and playing in the snow. I didn't have any of the burden of snow removal. It was just fun for me. <laughs> was that was the best time when you were little and enjoyed it like that. Yeah. And really looking back, I mean, it was quite quite an adventure. But writing about that or what was the first major news story you remember living through as a child? And I wrote about, you know, the assassination of President Kennedy. And yeah. just it really was a prompt, uh, an ability to prompt your mind to think back on stuff. For the listeners that are from Rhode Island, I wrote about Peter Pelagi's ice cream truck and <laughs> Ann and Hope, the store where the, the yeah. um, shopping carts would go up from one floor to the second floor. And they had a trolley for the shopping carts. You'd do your shopping and then you'd send your cart up to the second floor. There were no elevators. It was just, you had to walk, but your your carriage got a ride up. That was so cool. And it was the coolest thing at the time. It really was the coolest thing. So writing just some fun stories about the past and yeah, triggering those memory, you know, those memories that you, I tend to forget. I don't have the most phenomenal memory. So that really was wonderful to to have those memories. Yeah, I mean, go back to, to sit down and take the time because it's, you know, if you don't write for a living or you don't, it doesn't come naturally to you, that can be a really heavy burden, like a chore to, to do. But what a gift to have, not just for yourself, but to share with your family, all your, you know, your memories captured in a book form. I, I thought it was like an online blog type of thing, but they actually print a hard copy book. That's cool. They actually print a hard copy book. And as you mentioned that about having those, having those memories, that was probably, Again, it was a burden initially. And then, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, the fact that it was a gift and, and Lauren had given it to me, I really wanted to complete it and finish it up. But Claire, our oldest granddaughter out in, out in Washington State, knew that we would do knew I was doing it. And so she really wanted a copy of the book and mentioned it more than once to me, which really blessed my heart, you know, to think yeah. that, you know, a 21 year old at the time would want one of these books. And so at Christmas time, that was one of her, one of the things that her Christmas stash was one of the books. Nice. Um, and she told me later, she texted and said, I read the whole thing through last night. I said, you read the whole book in a night? And she said, yeah, it was really very, it was so good. She said, I loved reading about how you and, and Pops, they call Bob, Uncle Bob Pops, yeah. um, how you met. I loved, you know, hearing about your grandparents and all of that. So it's just cool to think that the legacy may go on just in stories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not everybody's life gets recorded like that. So that's that's a great gift. Well done, Lauren. If you're yeah, listening. so I highly recommend it to, to anybody that wants yep. to, to do that, even and if they're not a writer. Storyworth.com, right? Yes. All right, we'll yes. put a link in the show notes. Very cool. I was thinking about doing that for mom and I, I think I'll have her listen to this and see if she's interested for because I, you know, that's like I said, that's a, a commitment, but she's got a birthday coming up. I thought that might be a nice gift for her. That would be a great gift. And actually, she helped me, you know, when my memory would fail me, I would write to my siblings and ask them to try to help me remember certain things. So she, I think she was aware of the fact that I was doing it. So she may, we'll put a little plug in here, but then I'll encourage her off sides. You know. <laughs> it was a group effort. So yes. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Well, very yeah. good. That's a great experience um, of, of doing it and of having it and of sharing it. So very good. Yeah. yeah. The best kinds of experiences. Let's take a break from the podcast today. And I want to introduce you to our sponsor, which is Metagration.com. 
We all know how good meditation is for our physical and mental health, even if you just do 10 minutes a day. And I want to share with you a, a new and very innovative form of meditation called metagration. It's spelled M-E-D-I-G-R-A-Y-T-I-O-N. And it was created by Dr. Laura Gray, who has a doctorate in natural medicine and her PhD in quantum medicine and consciousness. It's a very innovative method of meditation because it takes you inside your own body. And her meditations help you use the power of your own consciousness, your own thought patterns to heal what's wrong. It's pretty cool. It might sound a little woo-woo, but I truly believe that this tool can really help us heal our bodies. It's helped me. I've been using it since last summer and there's a series of free videos that you can sample. And then there's a subscription of a vast collection of recorded meditations based on conditions or an area of your body. I've used it for better sleep, better breathing. I've used it to improve my immune system, which has been great this year. There's meditations for anxiety, for lymph nodes, for your nervous system. Really, any, any area of the body, uh, she seems to have covered it. So it's, it's definitely worth checking out on her website. Check out the YouTube series, but definitely check out metagration.com. Enjoy. Okay, welcome back, Auntie Sue, week for our final fresh category of our happy ending, happy story, happy memory. I don't know if we talked about what we were going to say on this section. So this is this is a free free section, free pass of happiness. <laughs> free pass. Oh, there we go. Well, we did. We talked a little bit about the fact that we had taken that cross country trip back in 2015, right? And that certainly was enormous, uh, an enormous happy memory. It was something that your uncle Bob had wanted to do, and I was a little more apprehensive than him. But as soon as we got started on it, it just was amazing amazing you know to to not i don't know to just have time we had several months to be able to go out west and see as many national parks as we could possibly get into on our trip so we took a trip it was we left in august and because it was we were watching the weather and and knowing that we were going to be coming back in the fall right we wanted to make sure that we did it you know where weather was on our side so right. we we headed directly west from maine right across to washington state up through canada and back in Sault Ste. marie and headed across spent some time in washington with our family out there we've got a daughter and son-in-law and two grandkiddos out there and then from there we headed down to utah and did four of the national parks in utah beautiful. absolutely beautiful and on the way out we saw several you know two we saw yellowstone and grand teton and Badlands, trying to think of the others, several of them. But but again, down to Utah, we saw four of them and then came across, kind of headed down south and then came east and ended up in Florida where we met our family for a finale. All the kids and grandkids came and we had a, a Disney adventure at the end of all of it, which was very, very special. I didn't realize you went north and then went to Florida and then came back up to, to Maine. That's, yes. that's big, yeah. Yeah, big. So you kind of circled the whole country. Uh, pretty much. Yeah, pretty oh, much. Wow. And oh. still to this day, the part of the country we have not really done is the Colorado, which we would love to do. But the mid, some of the mid states, we'd love to go out and see Colorado. But yeah, yeah we took the trailer and just... Um, when you say had, took the trailer, you have a very large 
camper. <laughs> so dragging yes, that yes. thing must have been dicey at some point. It's not so yeah. bad memories. At the time, we had a little bit smaller one than we have now, but it was okay. still it was still big. I mean, we're still looking at thirty something feet, so it was yeah. it was a good size. And yeah, some of those rock stones. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and a, an adventure we had the Yukon at the time, which was a little too small to haul the camper and had a couple of experiences that were terrifying, to be honest with you, <laughs> without the, you know, the, I mean, the brakes in the Yukon certainly worked fine, but the, you had a big, heavy trailer behind you. So yeah. when we got to Tucson, Arizona, we traded in the Yukon for a big old GMC diesel truck, which was oh, the best smart. One of the bit one of the best uh, investments we've we've ever made because you don't even know the trailers behind that particular truck, but uh, it was it was sketchy at times with the Yukon, but it was quite an adventure. We had such a wonderful wonderful time, and and uh, anybody when when people will say that they're thinking about a cross country trip but not quite sure, I highly encourage it. It there's such a beautiful country that we have here, and so much to see, and adventures around every corner. So. And did you yeah. find the people along the way? Like I, I when I took a, a road trip in 2018, I remember being a little apprehensive at first about going on my own. And I'm like, oh, you know, but I found people to be just more lovely than I expected, just more friendly and, and out there too with you. So it was like a big community of people traveling. It was, I always, I, I was surprised by that. Yeah, I, we found the same thing. Uh, the topography is different. The mountains are different. Obviously, we've got little mountains where we live and, and big, massive mountains out west. So all of that was very different. But the people, yes, when you got into some of these places, the people were wonderful. And, you know, very, uh, there's a commonality there for sure. You know, we, yeah, we did find that same thing, Michelle. Yeah, good. Well, happy trips. I remember from my childhood wanting taking a class in geography and the teacher had a uh, paper cars and like each set the group class into teams and each team had its own like paper car. And then we'd learn trivia about the states that we'd go across. I'm like, someday I'm going to do that. I've driven as far as Tennessee and then I flew to California. So I've seen pockets of the country, but that is absolutely on my list. Um, and your bucket like list. I got to go with you because you were really good about sharing pictures and videos, videos of like, massive animals crossing the road, some kind of a deer or elk or something. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we were surrounded at one point by a, a herd of buffalo. We had prayed, to be honest, we did that we would see a buffalo. And then oh, we, yeah. lo and behold, we saw a herd. And we were right in the midst of them, really had to drive along at the same pace as them for quite a while. But yes, I mean, so many adventures and stuff. But you're brave. I mean, you did your adventure in a way that I don't know that I would be able to do. I mean, on your own, that's pretty impressive. We just make stops along the way. It was, uh, <laughs> I can't drive at night for very long. So I would time it so I could get all the driving done in the day and then just, yeah, good girl. At night. but yeah, it's a, it is a cool, cool thing to try and explore new places. So for sure. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. So yeah. you have, um, you have an, another trip coming up planned or is that it for cross country? You're just doing the up and down the East coast for now. For now we're doing, yeah, we come down here and, and bail out. I, feel bad with all the people in Maine that we leave. I don't like to post too many pictures because it really is just so beautiful down where we are that it's it's hard to post pictures when they're struggling with ice storms and everything else that's going on. But yeah, you yes, can lose so we a have few no, friends that way. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yes. So we have no particular pl trip planned at this point. But yeah, but that was a might have been a once in a lifetime. I don't know, but it was just a wonderful adventure. So yeah, I would well, strongly you. encourage anybody that's thinking about it to do it. There it is. Thanks for sharing. And I'll give a quick plug to my friend Tara, who has a website called Nomadic Living 101. There's a trend now towards people living 
in no particular place, but just traveling. I'm sure you've seen some of those people throughout the decades come through the campground. And and I believe that they did stop up at Hadley's as well. But yeah, nomadiclivinguno1.com. And she gives tips on how to sell everything you own and go and live on the road, which is kind of cool. So, wow, that is cool. It's a giant commitment, but that's pretty cool. You they know, make it work. I mean, they I should say commitment, but gigantic life change, I guess, just to unload everything. That's, that's quite the, quite the adventure. Yeah, she's definitely embraced it and shares it. So that's a, definitely a cool, cool website to check out. So, Andy Sue, thank you for being a guest on my, I think it's my 10th episode. Appreciate having you here. It's always nice to talk to you. I could do it for hours. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. And I feel the same way. It's always easy and pleasant to talk to you. So I love you and we'll talk to you later. <laughs> love you. Bye, everybody. So that's it. Hope you enjoyed the Get Fresh podcast. If you liked it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please find us online at freshrebellion.com. You can get our links to social media there. Join our Facebook group, Fresh From Rhode Island. And find me on Instagram, Sassy Michelle G, and Twitter, Sassy Michelle. Talk to you soon. Bye for now. Bye.